Much like Oprah, Beyonce, and Elvis, the new world of investing has a handful of one-named superstars, Elon, Kathy, and Chamath. Yes, I think Chamath Polyhaptia is the Elvis Presley of EV SPACs. Last week, he tweeted about his biggest investment in climate change, calling Proterra a no-brainer. And if you're like me, you've probably never heard of Proterra before his tweet. But they are the number one EV bus maker in North America, and they're going public in 2021, the 2021 way, as a SPAC under the ticker ACTC. If you watched the last few episodes of Dumb Money in the last couple of weeks, you know that we've made some big investments in some of these EV hype SPACs. Lion, Lightning, and Lucid. Oh my. So obviously we have to consider investing in Proterra. Today on Dumb Money, there is one question that we need to answer for ourselves. Has Chamath already overhyped this SPAC? This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here along with Chris and Jordan. We are Dumb Money. Welcome to the show. Spackapalooza continuing today with Proterra. And uh, thanks to the handy one-pager that uh, Chamath tweeted, we, we know that the company says they've sold thousands of electric transit buses, 550 on the road today, better system technology validated by 16 million miles. They've developed an industry-leading 54 megawatts of charging systems. Chris, Jordan, the real question, are you ready to jump on the hype bus? Are you letting this one leave you at the terminal? I just want you to say Chamath again. Chamath. 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 I can't do it. No way, it's Chamath. It's Chamath. Chamath. It's Chamath, I believe. Chamath. 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 Holly Haptia. It's definitely not Chamath. I, I know that. Chamath. Real good. <laughs> just, uh, here, I'm going to say it a bunch of different ways, and then I'll just edit in the right one. Chamath. 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 Chamil, Chamil. I think we need to remind everyone why it is that we're talking about bus companies every day. You know, we have the inauguration coming up tomorrow. The the Green Energy Initiative, Biden's Green Energy Initiative, a big part of it is essentially mandating that every commercial vehicle, it seems like, but specifically uh, commercial buses, including school buses, but all buses, kind of go electric by 2030. I mean, that's that's a monster mandate right there right? The, the, the bus industry is just absolutely enormous. And there aren't 100 companies manufacturing buses. So Lion was kind of our big Canadian, you know, EV bus manufacturer uh, that we got in, I want to say we got in like midway along the hype train on Lion, right? And we probably are a little guilty for adding to a little, that a little late, I, I would say by the time by the time the show ended, and uh, I was considering getting my trade in, I thought that it was too expensive. But you already had put a million dollars for yourself. Well, it, it so did I'm go not up another 50. It did go up about another 50% after I put the I million know. dollars in day. I know. <laughs> so we weren't too late. You just needed, weren't aggressive enough getting your order in. Clearly. Um, and then also, listen, uh, Lightning E-Motors, uh, one of my f- absolute favorite EV, uh, commercial EV truck SPACs, but with the worst uh, naming worst and website. Name and website in history. <laughs> uh, so you I know, think they, they're getting a new website. I think, I didn't I see a tweet where there was like this guy and he's got his graphic design card. Yeah, so yeah. I think we might have inspired that. 
they're working on it. You know, the, the great thing about Lightning E-Motors, partially because of the name and the website, is they're not as hype. Uh, they, you know, they weren't on Kramer like Lion was the day after our show. Uh, they haven't run through that cycle, but it's hard to find a bigger hype engine than Chamath. Chamath, okay? He did, did, there's you too. no one. You've got, you got the same syndrome as me. Yeah, so, so the, well, I had it right. Now you confuse me. There's no one um, that the market pays more attention to than him. So you really have to ask yourself prior to getting in. I'm, I'll listen, I'm in, guys. I'm not in as heavy as I am Lion or as heavy as I am uh, Lightning, but I'm in. I got in maybe a week, week and a half ago. Uh, but you have to ask yourself, is you know, is it over? I mean, at what point does the information parity hit in? Because we're all about, you know, investing when there's an information imbalance, meaning you identify some information the market doesn't fully appreciate. When that kind of hits parity, that's when you exit the trade. So with Chamath in this deal, I mean, could you really say that there's information imbalance left? Because doesn't everyone just assume that if he's invested in it, it's it's a golden company and people overbuy? That, well, that's we already the have thesis, people right? pointing out that it is off of its high, you know, yesterday. I mean, these things these things move so fast. But uh, I mean, it's it's only been trading basically for five days since that announcement, and uh, people are here, here's a here's a comment. It dropped a ton today. It dropped a ton. It dropped like a quarter inch on this All chart. Right. That's All nothing. Right. Let, let's break it, <laughs> let's, guys. Let's let's break oh, it here's down. Another, here's another comment that that might help yep. us. Che C H A is pronounced chai like chai latte. Okay. Oh, it's I, I hope that's right. Chama. 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 Okay. It's not. Uh, why don't we talk it's about not. what we what we like <laughs> and what you know what is the maybe some risk factors that the market might or might not be paying attention to, and then figure out if this thing is overhyped. Um, first of all, this is guys. This like literally is the lion electric of the U.S. Except unlike Lion, uh, who if you haven't watched our show on Lion Electric, you absolutely should. It aired last week. Lion Electric is all about controlling the end-to-end process, the full OEM process. They actually manufacture their own chassis. Uh, they put together their own, you know, EV drivetrain, like the, the whole nine yards. They control the entire process. Where Proterra is kind of like a hybrid. They do that. They will do that. But then they also will just do... Wait, don't we... Oh. Never mind. I'm just having little <laughs> private conversations with our audience while, while you're talking. That's, that's fine. So they will do that. If you love avocado toast, everybody loves avocado toast. It's the best. I don't love it, dude. And, I like toast and avocados, and but it's I don't... too expensive. You just need to make your own. We make I our don't own. like the two together. Oh, I love anyway, it. they do more than just make their own kind of end-to-end uh, EV buses. They will just do the you know electrified uh, drivetrain. They also will just do the battery production, meaning they will take the battery cells and actually produce it in a form that's usable for kind of large-scale commercial vehicles, these large-scale buses. So they will do all three, and we'll talk about that breakdown in a minute, but that's what really differentiates them from a pure kind of end-to-end uh, EV company like Lion. So it gives them more flexibility, right? They have more, uh, the revenue channels are more diversified, and they're not just a bus provider. Just like Lion, they do buses, but they also do, right, they do other types of commercial vehicles as well. In fact, they, they do like half the spectrum of commercial vehicles. Right now. And I do have to point out that earlier I had the wrong chart up. That was Lucid. This is the one that will eventually be uh, Proterra. This is uh, ACTC. So thanks for They're pointing that out. Whoever then. whoever got that in the. Uh... <laughs> Christopher, thank you for letting us know about that. Yeah, so, so yeah, uh, they're, 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 it doesn't look like they're down too much. Um, let's just go over the revenue numbers, guys. This is what's so fascinating. Their revenue is really similar to Lion. $193 million of revenue this year. 
expected to explode the 2.5 billion, right, by 2025. <laughs> but here's what's so cool. They have $750 million of orders and backlog right this second, and they already own 50% of the EV transit bus market in America, which is, by the way, globally a $260 billion market. So Monster Market, they like they own the EV transit market but in the United States. But if you States. sent me a, that's a that's screenshot a, that's a big... of some other YouTube video that had this uh, this data in it, so let me just put that on yeah. there. That is um, the, that valuation sheet that we're talking about. Let's see if we can zoom in and, and read the numbers a little bit better. Yeah, so so we'll... That global he, he, market number is kind of misleading, though. I mean, a, a big chunk of that's probably China. Um, uh, so, well, of course it is. And actually, you know, some I of these other... I don't see them getting any of the China business. No, and, and here's the thing, Jordan. Some of these other EV kind of commercial truck entities are actually pitching numbers that go upwards of a trillion dollars globally. So it's, it is it is all over the place. Yeah. But the bottom line is they're saying, I'm just saying what they're claiming. They're claiming 25% gross margins are going to be positive EBITDA by 2023, positive cash flow by 2024. Now, here's the thing, guys. We know that there's a small window to take advantage of this rush to commercial EV, the Biden Green Energy Initiative. So only your key players, the key players that have manufacturing in place, battery relationships, supply relationships with battery battery providers, have partnerships in place to be able to either get the right equipment, OEM equipment, or to build chassis, or to insert their EV drivetrains and other OEMs chassis, right? Have uh, actual uh, sales relationships in place because the, these these vehicles, the transit vehicles are sold to government mainly, right? Cities, mm-hmm. states, federal government, um, and the school buses are school, you know sold to school districts, right? You have to have those relationships in place. You have to have a reputation. We loved Lions' reputation. That's why, like, they have a stellar reputation um, in Canada and they've been expanding into the US. They already have hundreds of buses, EV, on the road. Proterra is the same exact situation. They have buses on the road. They've been doing... I sent you guys some uh, shots from like 2013, 2017. They've been doing these EV buses for a long time. Like these guys are ready. They're they're built for the explosion that's about to happen. They have a manufacturing facility in uh, California. They actually just hired the VP of manufacturing from Tesla to expand their facility in South Carolina. The one in California is 350,000 square feet, okay? Uh, we know that Lion is expanding into the U.S. into a major manufacturing facility. So all the all the pieces are there. And here's the big one, guys, everyone's talking about. Jennifer Granholm, right? She is the new energy secretary for the Biden administration. She was on the, I guess, on the board of Proterra. Now, she's having to divest all of her shares, give up all of her options that are unvested, right? But that's a pretty sweet tie-in with the new administration. Um, I'm not inferring that anything weird's going to happen. And some people are even saying, does that mean that they're not going to get the business because they have to be careful not to have it look bad, right? But listen, the bottom line is, she, do you think, you know that in her heart, she loves the, right? She knows this industry better than anyone. She's going to make sure that this is a big part. This initiative is actually going to get executed in the Biden administration. So I have a lot of faith with that in that connection. And that doesn't just benefit Proterra. That benefits Lion. It benefits Lightning. It benefits... Jordan, what was one we were just talking about that, that you did or didn't get in? Bus, which is another uh, uh, Wait, one of the old... Bus? Blue, 
Bluebird, 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 Bluebird. Bluebird, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're the old school, uh, you know, bus company. Now everybody's jacked about the because Nobody was talking about buses at all until you add the word EV in front of it and the word Mm -hmm. SPAC after it. And now all of a sudden it's the hottest thing ever. But my, guys, my favorite thing about this company, like, the and I think this is what Chamath is probably most excited about, is they have deep, deep relationship, uh, partner relationships. So when you think about um, the end-to-end uh, kind of the full powertrain uh, partnerships that they have. Daimler, uh, uh, Daimler, who is Daimler, excuse me, uh, as we all know who they are, right? But they actually own Thomas Built. So Thomas Built actually makes one out of every three school bus, okay? So those buses are now getting made EV with Proterra uh, electronic uh, powertrains in them, okay? So like that is a monster relationship that for me really kind of sets, uh, sets kind of a floor on the low end uh, for Proterra. And then they also have, um, you know, they have energy system partnerships with BusTech. BusTech does a lot of those class six to eight vehicles that we talked about. I think we talked about them with, I think it was Lightning. Um, and they have a battery, just straight out battery relationships with like Van Hool. They have 11,000 buses. They're, they've delivered 11,000 buses to the US and they're already starting to deliver from Belgium. It's a Belgium company. They're using Proterra battery systems uh, to, and they just started delivering their first buses to the US. So they have their hands in a lot of different OEMs in addition to what they're direct selling, okay? That, I think, is the really interesting aspect to what they do. So So, is the hype justified, and are those projections of revenue, even even if they're long-shot you know, pie in the sky projections are they somewhat realistic? And well, I think is this thing overhyped? That's all I need to know. Is it is well, it already let's, overhyped? Let's bring up the unrivaled slide again. Yeah. That, that guy, that YouTuber. And listen, I love. I want to say something really because you know people are starting to do you know kind of challenge videos. Some of our some of our uh, dumb money episodes. I love that. Critique everything that we say, guys. Um, challenge us. If there's any area where we're off, let us know. Um, we go out before we run these episodes. One of the first things that we do. Is, is we will go out, I'll spend probably 6-12 hours uh, deep diving research before we'll talk about something on this show, and I'll always search for a devil's advocate viewpoint. And there are a handful out there. I know, Jordan, you've been reading some. Uh, this guy has has kind of a... I have to watch this guy in like 2x because I can barely handle like getting through his episode. But I say a, the same he, thing about our episodes. And I saw, I, I know. saw a <laughs> chat earlier saying whoever figures out how to watch a live stream at 2x is going to be rich. Whoever that was... Like, I can do it. Thought. I watch. I watch this guy's at two X. He he's a fundamental investor, which we are not. We're social arb investors, but you know he brings up some good points in that. Now, Jordan, would you say you're investing at four X? Basically, yeah, so what, what price, you're about? You know, I mean, Chamath got in at like eight dollars, right? So that's about what you're. That's what you're. That's so he's already made his four X, right? And so if this thing just hums along or keeps on going up, I mean, he's made a ton of money on this thing. And so you've got to figure out at thirty dollars, where is you know what you know what point are you actually generating enough cash flow for it to be worth it? And that is somewhere you know three four years down the line. He, and he, this guy's making a case that if things don't go so well, you could lose eighty eight percent of your money. If things go well, you can make one hundred and fifteen percent of your money. Okay, I, listen, I, I looked at his low, medium, best case scenarios. I do not personally see. That low case being in the cards at all. In fact, I think probably somewhere between the kind of medium and best case scenario is where this company is likely to fall. But I don't even care because I'm not 
a fundamental investor and I don't think the market is doing the type of analysis that he's doing uh, this year on Proterra. Now, will they do it in 2022, 2023, 2024 as the company matures and there's less excitement, you're starting to get a feel for kind of how large or not large this EV bus market is? Yes, but by that time, the entire game has changed, right? Like the numbers all change. The market could be much bigger. Proterra could have another five dozen key relationships by then, right? Like this market could be monstrously big. Proterra being well, a market relationships leader. Or regulatory things, right? So I mean, Biden could come out with some initiative, right? And I think that's a lot of what's going on with this hype machine in the, you know, in this whole green space is that you've got a new administration that could be very friendly to some of these businesses. And we don't know the full context of that yet, right? But people want to be in on it. There could be massive credits that we're not aware of. But the thing that excites me most, guys, is uh, this is not something that people normally think about. It's access to funding. Okay, so listen, this company now, they are already a market leader in the space. They now through the SPAC process, and this is a really important reason why these companies are choosing the SPAC um, roadmap versus the IPO roadmap, because it buys them a few months, right? Mm -hmm. They get out there in the public markets quicker. They have cash. I think they're raising about $650 million cash. That will give them about $850 million of cash. Um, They will get a jump on this market. Success in this market, when you have a monster tailwind like they have uh, with the Biden administration, will ultimately lead to more success in terms of the ability to raise funds, right? So as the stock gets pumped, think back to Tesla, guys. As the stock gets pumped, we might think they're kind of getting ahead of themselves, but because they're ahead of themselves, they now can raise cash at higher levels with less dilution, which enables them to build more factories, enables them to build a bigger sales force, better customer service. As we know, they're not just building buses, they're building the entire uh, value chain, even uh, even even uh, kind of back to grid, like just like Lion was doing, these guys are doing kind of back to grids to where the school district or even the local city. So like in Dallas here, DART is kind of our public uh, bus system. They're basically pitching systems to local cities where when the buses are sitting back at the parking lot, right, when they're not being used, now that parking lot has become a power hub for the city of Dallas, okay? Because all those buses, if we have peak energy usage, um, can be tapped uh, to, to for kind of energy back to the grid, okay? So there's so many things at play here, and to be able to coordinate that type of kind of an end-to-end system, to be able to actually finance it, manufacture it, sell it, maintain it, only the big boys are going to have that type of success. And Proterra is right out there in front, just like Lion, as a market leader in this space. So just just like Tesla, I think they'll be able to take advantage of that over the next two to three years. And who knows how big this company can get? They could become an absolute monster. Okay, um, so that's so just why. Just to recap for people who yeah. are just joining us, and John wants to know what stock we're pumping today. The thing is, we are not pumping anything. This is no. like just a conversation between three dudes who invest. And I haven't made up my mind on this one. I'm probably I'm leaning towards low conviction to no conviction. I'm not going to do it. Chris has already made up his mind after doing whatever twelve hours of research you're talking about that you're in already and jordan is is still making up his mind too so well, yeah i have we're not financial well, advisors yeah. we just talk about the things that we're thinking about doing for ourselves yeah i haven't been the, the one that we're talking about today happens to be uh, this actc which is uh arc light clean transition corp which is a blank check company that uh is going to be the thing the vehicle that turns this proterra 
company into a public company instead of doing the traditional IPO. So that's what we're doing here today. All right. You know, some people, I'm reading comments and they say, Chris is just blowing smoke. Any of you agree? Listen, I I have been watching companies uh, at the pinnacle of change for the past 25 years. And the thing I'm most surprised by is not how I overestimated how large they can become. It's how often I underestimated how large they can come. When you have market leading companies during these points of, of, of you know, in, uh, of complete change as a society. And this is one of the largest changes we've seen, right, in, in decades. The entire world is electrifying. And I know we like to think about consumer vehicles and how sexy they are and autonomous driving and all that stuff. But guys, the, the size the of these industry sectors... the a major change in society when it comes to how people get around. Both the vehicle mass transit, fleets. individual <laughs> transit, everything is changing. Right. Electric I mean, the way you power your home is changing. Yeah, There's so much change going on. Completely, I mean, consumer is a tough game, right? Because it's highly competitive where some of these, you know, some of these commercial deals are a lot more lucrative, right? Um, I want to say something about SPACs in general in that um, I feel like there's this opportunity right now, obviously with technological innovation that's going on that we're getting to take advantage of, but also with these SPACs, you know, and I, I was kind of annoyed about them when they first started popping up. But at the same time, you know, we we actually do early seed investing, right? So we invest in companies before they go public. What I see the good thing about these SPACs, and some of them get over overhyped and overblown too quickly. And so they, they get they get a lot of risk pumped into them. But you get to get into some of these companies earlier than you would have been able to um, if they would have just gone through a traditional IPO route. And so you get early access to deals now. It is, and yeah, I, it's I basically a way to participate in IPO shares. Right. Like the way that you the way that we would normally do it is try to find these shares in the private market and buy them. And that's something that not everybody has access to. And the, the new world of SPACs actually is just opening it up. Anyone with a Robin account can now buy shares of this blank check company that will eventually merge with another company to right. be the public you know it's it's just a way to get in earlier than than has historically been available to yeah. the individual investor you get in earlier but you also assume more risk right and so yes. the, these companies aren't as far along in their product pipelines and things like that some of them I mean it, it depends on the company right but there's inherently a little bit more risk in these things because we should, we should do a whole episode on what we like and don't like about SPACs because there are great things it gives new access access to companies earlier. Um, it is rewarding companies for their future growth instead of like traditional IPOs. Just look at all of their history and like the, the fundamental investors look at their numbers and then try to put a valuation on that. Um, so I think that would might be an interesting topic for uh, guys, a future day. Guys, but most importantly, timing. Timing matters. This is a race. Like like the, the electrification game is an absolute race. There, this is not coincidental that you're seeing a dozen EV SPACs race tomorrow market. Why are they racing the market? They all are racing for one, manufacturing capacity. There's a build-out time on manufacturing. Almost every single EV spec that we talk about is in the process of expanding their manufacturing. They're in the process of wanting to secure battery supply, okay, um, which is absolutely critical. Um, It's going to become really hard uh, to be a small player in this space two years from now. Listen, we're talking about companies that are in a massive, massive commercial commercial trucking industry, right? Fleet industry that are doing $200 million of annual sales that are expected to grow to two to $3 billion of annual sales in the next four years. Just think about that. They're looking to 10X their sales in the next four years. Now you could think that's BS or not, um, but they are doing it. They, they, listen, Proterra has $750 million of orders and backlog right this second, okay? And we're just scratching the surface. We're just getting started. So, 
yeah, it, it seems ridiculous paying 4X what Chamath paid literally a month ago, two months ago, right? I mean- well, it, I you just rush through his first name and just hope you uh, get it right. Yeah, listen, <laughs> I, it, I, I wanna get back to the question. Is it overhyped? I think it's hype. I don't think it's overhyped for me, okay? So yeah, it's do I have, is it a, is it a large so, so, position for me? It's more yeah, like- my, a, two, it's, my two follow-up questions are always, what is your level of conviction and how much should you invest? Well, you know, words are cheap. I mean, m money talks. So let me just tell you exactly how much I have in these deals, right? So I have $1.5 million now in line. All right. So oh, okay. uh, that is up, you know, I've made, you know, close to $400,000. It's down quite a bit today. It's down 150 grand today. I, I was up half a million bucks in line. And uh, that's plug, the one I that have I one, did not get in on. Yeah. I have, one, MGA. Yeah, I have $1.3 million in plug. That's up a million. So I had 300K in plug and now it's at 1.3 million. Some people thought I was nuts for putting 300 grand in plug when I did. Um, I have a 1 million in... Um in a uh, uh, lightning, uh, lightning, lightning e motors, <laughs> GIK. Yeah, I have a million. I have a million in lightning e motors, and I only have uh, half a million in this in this spot. So that kind of gives you an idea. And why why do I have less? It's not because I believe in this company less. I think this company, quite honestly, might be the best out of all of them. Um, I think this company is more hype right than Lion and more hype than Lightning e motors. So when I think about how much money I want to have in the kind of commercial EV trucking space, right? When we talk about, you know, urban trucks, uh, commercial transit buses, school buses, all like we've been talking about this all week, right? I'm thinking I want to have a few million dollars and this is how I'm dividing it, right? This is how I'm breaking it down. So yes, I and think so it's did more your, hype. Did your smaller position in this, um, did the fact that you had a $5 million margin call over the weekend play into the fact that you got less into the one that we're talking about today? No, no, no. That was just, that was that. That, that was just me. <laughs> just uh, some bad you timing. Know. You bought this no, last th week, right? No, that was that was a miss. That was a miss key on an options trade that put me in a forty-five million dollars short. So, so I had I had to clear out. But no, that that was a that was a mechanical issue. Uh, mechanical issue, right? <laughs> a bit um, of an issue, yeah. So a little misfire. Listen, like I said, the, the best way to explain my conviction level, not I don't think it's overhyped, but I do think it is more hyped than the other companies in this space. And I also want to say this: you never know which of these companies are going to really kind of pull away in terms of, you know, listen, I, I spent what total 30 or 40 hours researching the EV commercial vehicle sector over the last couple of weeks. I don't work in that sector. I don't really know behind the scenes what's going on at Lightning and Lion and Proterra, right? So like, it's hard for me to say with conviction, which of these three companies, and there's others too, right? There's others that are in EV fleet management. Um, and then there's the traditional companies that are trying to catch up. I don't know. So I want to have a piece of all of them because what I do know, what I do feel confident in is that this sector, you can't stop it. I don't think you can stop this sector, okay? I think this sector, I don't know how it fails the next three to four years unless there's major battery shortages, unless, the, I, I don't know what happens to collapse commercial vehicles going EV. If you look at China, what's happening in China, you know, they're able to be a bit more aggressive in some ways. Uh, they're quickly turning this industry around. Like it's going to, going to happen here. It's going to happen all around the world. Well, so that's ACTC, where my conviction is. If we're coming back to it, does some, 
I mean, you know, it is going this way, right? We're going to see that, you know, the, the administrations and the governments are going to start to push for these things. Obviously, we all know that's happening. The other thing is that, you know, it still has to make sense financially um, for these local governments. And that's one thing that ACTC is doing that's interesting. I don't know if all of them are doing this or not, but they're providing the ba- They're basically leasing the batteries for you pay for them over time um, for you not having to do that upfront, you know, battery um you know, investment. Um, and so then, you know, basically the, then it's like, it's more similar to like a diesel bus at that point, because, you know, your while your diesel cost is going to be zero, right. You're still going to make your battery um, lease payments. And maybe those are kind of offsetting. And then it, it might make more sense for these uh, municipalities to, to buy these vehicles at that point. Yeah. Listen, guys, the best way to think about it is I'm not overthinking, right? I'm not I'm not overthinking. I'm not going to pour another dozen hours to figure out, is it Proterra versus Lion versus yeah. XL Fleet is another one, every, right, guys? Every one of them and, and the, uh, you're building your no, own I, ETF of EVs. I did make it. No, but I did make a decision that like, listen, and we're not going to do an episode about this, but I, I didn't love XL Fleet. Okay. Like I, I read through the deck of XL Fleet. I know that was one that Kramer, I think, pumped a, a little while ago. XL Fleet is kind of right there competing uh, on across the spectrum of commercial vehicles going to EV. They, I think, are a little bit behind, right? When I look at all these players, I look at XL Fleet, they are, are, are more focused on hybrid. And when you look at the EV, the pure EV sector, they're, they're like a year to two years behind. And time matters here. And that's why I don't have a position in XL Fleet. And I do have a position in these three and others that we'll talk about over the course of the next week. I will also say this. Listen, Lucid is a controversial company. We had an episode on them. You should watch it if you hadn't. Um, God, that might have been one of the quick, best-performing episodes we've done in a long time on Lucid last week. That company... Well, it's, it's a hot company. But it has more risk, right? It has more yeah. risk because because it's consumer-oriented. The bottom line is, I've read like half a dozen people who have been in the car. I read one story about a guy that was in the back seat of the car <clears> taking <throat> a test drive, but because it was COVID, he had to be in the back seat with glass between him and the driver, right? But it blew his mind. So like everything I see on this Lucid Air, I, I, I can't find a single bad opinion of people that have touched it, felt it, been in in it, written in it. I'm not saying it's the next, you know, Tesla 2.0. We got a little crap for saying that, but that means a lot of things to different people depending upon, upon context. When I say Tesla 2.0, I don't mean that Lucid is going to rival Tesla for the lead spot in the EV game. What I mean is, hey, they have made improvements. They're looking at where Tesla is weak in that kind of luxury segment, right? Um, they're looking at where they can kind of improve and enhance. And of course, Tesla's coming out with the new Model S, but you know what? Everything that I can see on that new Model S, all the rumors are saying it's going to be a, like one of these like really clean, sparse interiors. That's not like that. That's moving more. Tesla's moving more in that in that direction, right? More in the like, utilitarian, uh, non luxury uh, direction, which is fine. I mean, yeah. I think that Tesla knows what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Um, I think these guys think they have a niche. But why do I love Lucid right now? Because I don't think you can disprove the Lucid thesis this year. I don't think you can disprove prove the Lion thesis this year or the Proterra thesis this year the or the Lightning and Motors thesis this about year. Lucid is that uh, if CCIV does not merge with Lucid, right? So that's, that's your biggest yes. risk, right? Well, so that, there are other risks. Risk, but we know that. And then the other risk is just... Um, they delay production. Jordan, they could continue to... Right. Del- they've already delayed right. production three months, okay? Three, four months. What if they delay production yet again on the manufacturing line, which, you know, Elon has been known to do. So, like, it happens all over the place. What if this car comes out... 
And remember the fires with Tesla's first month? I mean, what if oh, that, we have that remember, issue? Remember when Fiskars were like blowing up in people's garages? Oh my gosh, there's so many things that can go wrong. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of things, but I think those are all low, low-ish probability things. I think there's probably a 70 to 85% chance that you can't really disprove that Lucid's going to be a powerhouse in this industry for years to come. Now you could feel that they won't be, but you can't disprove it this year, right? And so I'm not worried about whether I'm going to be invested in Lucid and Proterra and and Lightning and Lion in 2022. I'm worried about right now, this this year, right? I think that's really the thesis that we have to hammer home, which is why I'm investing in these companies to the extent that I am. Dave, did we lose Dave? I think I thought he was just really intently looking at you. (laughs) But wait, if we lost Dave, does that mean we've lost us? Because Dave is controlling everything. So if we lose Dave, how are we still here? Oh my gosh! Well, no, because it's all it's all on the cloud, Chris. (laughs) We're in the cloud. We're not. All right, all right, all right. So Dave, Dave's broken. Yeah, all right. Dave, Dave is broken. I don't have to. I don't think. I don't have to listen to him combating my uh, views on this. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Chris Stone just said that part of why Fisker failed is because a ship car- carrying their inventory to the U.S. sank years ago. I didn't. I didn't know that about Fisker. I, I didn't know that either. Uh, we're going to touch on some of these other uh, other smaller EV plays. We're going to throw them all in one episode because we've done so much work. The last few weeks on this space, there are a lot of companies that we do not want to dedicate an episode to, but we're going to discuss all of them because we do have some pretty strong opinions on all the EV trades. So Jordan, are you in Proterra or are you not in? I'm not in Proterra. I could okay. see myself getting it. Like if we get it to pull back into the maybe low 20s, I could do it. But I just I just feel like it's... I don't think it's overvalued. I just think that it's completely valued at this point. Hey, I, 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 fine. I get that. I, remember, I'm never going to look at value. I know. Uh, I'm always going to assume that you know the market is to some extent someone out there is looking at value and they're trading that, and that is part of the efficient market that's going into this trade, right? Like Proterra is yeah. not. You know, it's gotten so much attention. Uh, there are plenty of people out there to kind of figure out you know what the value is, right? And I think that it is. Is, it is hyped more than the other players. Especially. It's hyped more, but they do have a lot going for them, right? And the, yeah, mainly the, the Daimler deal, right? And then they've got real, they've got some big people behind them, right? So Chamath does not want to see this thing fail. No, it's not just Daimler. And, and remember, Jordan, like this is an industry with the way that it's popping, you need to be able to raise finance, right? You have to be able to continue to raise money. I mean, we're all fooling ourselves that we think this SPAC raise, the $650 million plus the $200 million is the last money they're going to raise. And the same exact thing goes for every other company in this space. It could be a year, it could be a year and a half, but there are there's additional funding coming down the road mm-hmm. and there are only a handful of companies that are going to be able to raise a billion, right? They're going to go, right? Like when they really want to go out and they're like, hey, orders are flowing in. It's insane, Jordan, for them to have $750 million of orders and backlog. That's not good. I mean, it's good, but well, it's not good. good. But, only, but they've only like built, you know, a hundred, or I'm sorry, they've only built like a thousand of these things. But do you know what it tells me, Jordan? It tells me that it's not like if you're going out and buying an EV bus, you can go to the dealership or, you know, go to your fleet management company and say, hey, let me get a hundred of them here next month. It's That's not going to work, right? I mean, there is a monster backlog. So the opportunity in this space, the rewards in this space, all the gold goes to the companies that can actually deliver. 
labor. The companies that have the financing, the manufacturing, the pipeline, the ability to secure hundreds of millions of dollars worth of batteries, which Lion did recently, right, out of Canada, um, to be able to walk into that room with the government or with the school district and say, hey, we can actually deliver. So when you place this order, you know what you're getting. And guess what? Not only we can deliver, do you know what governments really want more than anything? They want to like cover their butts, right? They want a company that's going to service their vehicles. We've said this before, moving a fleet, moving any fleet to electrification is a scary thing. Would that not scare you if you're in government or a school district and you're trying to move your entire fleet to an electrified fleet that you've never had any experience well, see, with? That's why I like some of these guys that are, they're not trying to build the whole bus. They take a bus that's already, you know, fleet worthy and they're electrifying it, right? And so that way it's it's less scary, right? There, there's still scary uh, parts. It's... Best, but a lot of your, you know, a lot of your techs can still work on basic things. They, they still, they're still trained in like the overall structure of that bus. There is there obviously new stuff, right? Um, but it's, it, it but it's kind, it's kind of scary because you're talking about this whole charging infrastructure, right? It's yeah. like a big, it, it's are, a big project. It's, it's not something you can effort. pull out of Jordan, right? Like once you pull the trigger on on, on a purchase order, it's not like six months later. You can be no, like, I don't really like, like, like in my restaurant, let me tell you something. It is a huge decision to figure out what, what basically what restaurant management system we're going to use. When we made that decision, it cost us like 50,000 bucks. It wasn't the money. It was the fact that now this, our entire restaurant operates on this platform. For us to switch is incredibly difficult. And we're just a restaurant. Okay. Imagine being a school district or the city of Dallas having to make this key decision. You're going to make that decision with one of two or three or tops four of the largest dominant companies in the space that you know have great balance sheets. They're going to be around for a decade. They have people to help service those vehicles. If something goes wrong, they can stand behind the product. And right now, we only have a small handful of companies that can do this across the entire spectrum of fleet management, not just school buses, transit, uh, ambulances, uh, garbage trucks. Okay, it doesn't matter what your fleet looks like. Okay, delivery vans, uh, you know, we're talking about urban vehicles to you know ship packages from warehouses to smaller warehouses like this is a monstrously big industry we can argue if it's a quarter of a trillion or a trillion or something less but we're talking about a monster industry where we have literally a small handful of companies that are capable of marketing and selling and servicing this space that's why i'm surprised like a tesla doesn't come in and just buy one of these guys especially with that many orders in the backlog right i mean with it seems like they should be able to put their market cap to good use which this would be a very good use of those. Jordan, you think it's going to be, t- I mean, th- do you know how many companies, how about Daimler? Are you kidding me? Like, do, you yeah, think, do right, I think Proterra is going to be a, a, a standalone company in two years? But I know that I think we, it's 50% we know that chance Tesla has won. ambitions to be in some of these bigger transport. I mean, you know, with the, with the semi, not necessarily buses, but this could be another avenue for them to compete in. You know, Tesla just has their own way of doing things, though. But is Dave stuck again? Are you <laughs> no, I don't know if you guys can hear he's me. He's making jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you guys hear me? Probably not. Yeah, we can hear you. Can. Oh, you we do? We can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, good. We can good. hear you. We should have been like, no, we can't hear you. <laughs> Just don't talk. Well, do we you have anything that. to say, I'm... Dave? <laughs> no, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm signing off. You guys, you guys, doing, doing fine. All right. Listen, I, I, I think I've said what I've said what I had to say like three times over. I feel like I have to defend my own position, which is important because if I can't defend my own position to myself, I need to get get out of it. And it, it is, it is a challenge when you've seen a stock go up, you know, 3x 
over a short period of time, you have to ask yourself, is it overhyped? Is this thing overhyped? Yes, it's hyped. I don't think it's overhyped in the grand scheme of, I don't think Peloton is overhyped in the grand scheme of things if they well, execute to the way I think they can execute. Now, I, I, I picked the wrong day to wear my Peloton shirt, by the way. Down 7% right now, Chris. Oof. You want to know how much I'm down, Jordan? $400,000 in Peloton right now. 421000 That's how much I'm down right now. I actually ah. sold a third of my shares in December. But I still got two thirds. And I have yet to, uh, I, I was in Peloton just briefly, made barely any money and just did not have enough confidence to uh, stay with Peloton. So that was my mistake. But I will say here, you have not convinced me. I'm I'm not going to get in this one. All right. I think it is overhyped. It's not for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, I get it. I get it. Um, I wish you all the best. <laughs> right. Jordan, you're thinking about it, but you haven't pulled the trigger either. So yeah, I like it. Look, I like it. I like, I mean, the biggest thing is you've got really good backing. And so you, it's, I think the hype machine continues, right? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I did see a I comment hope, that I, uh, that said that they have not heard the word hype more in a short span than anywhere else. Someone really needs to take this entire episode and just cut all the times we said the word hype into like a super cut <laughs> and put that on Twitter, and we will uh, we'll show that in the next episode. Oh whoever, my whoever does it first. I hope nobody does that. <laughs> hope so. no hype, does hype, 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 hype. Please don't. <laughs> oh, I just added right, that guys. to give you a little something to work with. All right, guys. So, are we doing inauguration tomorrow, or are we doing another uh, EV spec episode, or are we doing that non tomorrow? I'm checking out at this hotel, so um, if I'm somewhere stable with an internet connection, uh, I'll I'll be glad to jump on the inauguration live stream. Okay, there is a non EV spec that I cannot wait to talk about. Um, I'm invested. I'm thinking about. I put more money in actually this morning, and I'm super excited. It's not a done deal yet. It's one of these rumored SPACs. I want to do that as our next episode. It could be tomorrow or it could be Thursday if we do inauguration tomorrow or nothing, depending on where yeah. you are, Dave. But if we, if you are around, we're going to do inauguration. Are we going to do a lot? We're going to live stream inauguration and trade it? Well, we can't trade it. I mean, what time uh, there's a whole bunch of like like pageantry around it. I, I was thinking that if we could find out when the speech is actually going to be, that would be the time to do it because <laughs> we want to listen for keywords in the speech that we can tie to stock. When is the speech? When is the whole thing? Like When does it go down? The whole thing, I think, starts at noon, but I don't know exactly what time the speech but i'm sure <sighs> okay. someone in the chat and if not someone in the comments no okay so we made it this long into our video let's live stream it if you can dave so so please hit if not i can give you the login you you can run a stream you really? I can barely run an earpiece, okay? Um, yeah, it's, it's a real problem. Just hit, guys, hit the bell for no, get notifications so that if we are able to live stream tomorrow, you can join us. We will be live trading. Inaugurations, I love live trading inaugurations. I really do. I've done it almost every administration. Um, and I say live trading, not necessarily the event itself, but just trading around it the next day, analyzing what was said, analyzing what you think is going to be said. I hope he talks about bus tomorrow, right? Like, that's all I'm thinking about right now. EV buses. Please talk about EV buses, Joe. Please do it. Uh, I need to get we'll, we'll an EV camper van, and then uh, then I'll be set. Um, pageantry, yes. So it's either at 12.30 or 11.30. Uh, Is that our really time? Knows. Oh, Eastern? It's that, those are Eastern. Um I know that I, I, I'm guessing that Meet Kevin will be live streaming, so maybe we could just jump on his stream, um, just restream his stream. We're gonna live stream no Meet Kevin's live stream of the inauguration. Yeah, yeah. that that would probably be better. It'd be less stressful. We could we could just add. <laughs> could we be could we be the color commentary on Meet Kevin's live stream? That'd be great. Kevin, if you're watching, which I don't think you are, you normally pop somebody in his live chat. Tell tell him that we would like to join his color commentary. All right. Anyway, All right. that's gonna do it for this one, right? We're 
we're done, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, do all the things, like all the buttons. Go to dumbmoney.tv because that is the place where you can find all the places where you can follow us that aren't here. And uh, like we say, turn on notifications on this channel because if we do a show tomorrow, that is the only way to know about it, right? That's right. What else do I need to say? Uh, we have a podcast, <laughs> Dumb Money Podcast, and find on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, everywhere podcasts. We have a, a community uh, on Discord. You can go to dumbmoney.tv slash Discord to get to that. We have Twitter. We have TikTok. Chris is trying to become a TikTok superstar. He hasn't posted anything yet, but he's he's assuring me that it will it will include some dancing and probably cats. No. All right. Thanks yes. for watching. We're Dumb Money. We'll see you soon. <laughs>